This is VOCM News Talk. Call 709-273-5211 or 1-888-590-8626. The views and opinions of this program are not necessarily those of this station. Here's VOCM News Talk host Linda Swain. Well, good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Not Linda Swain, uh, Brian Callahan in for Linda this afternoon. And um, I was going to say on News Talk, but uh, Claudette, we're going to change this show's title today to weather talk because i don't know if there's anything else like anybody else is talking about around these parts today um it is all about the weather tomorrow uh, not just because of weather but because it'll probably throw a wrench into anyone's plans for anyone doing anything to that. and let's just hope it's just tomorrow and maybe a bit of thursday um i have the most i think the most comprehensive interview i've ever done with a meteorologist coming up now in a minute with david neal and he'll give you the rights of everything that's happening um, coming up shortly. And I also have the city of St. John's, too, about their preps. Uh, I don't know how they're any different from one to the next, but what about your preps, Claudette? You uh, got your food and your... Well, I yes, I have <laughs> lots of food. I don't think anybody in Newfoundland, you know... I, it's I the think, first go-to. It's not yeah, a shovel. You go get food. Right, you, and you yeah. get stuff you don't really need. But also, a lot of us have stuff in our freezer that really should just defrost that. You're okay for a day or so. Um, but it, 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 you're right. It's all about the prep work. I noticed that the RNC just put it in my mind because I saw their post on social media saying for us to be prepared and to have salt and a shovel in our vehicle. And I thought that was really good advice. It's the simplest things you don't yeah. think, like a shovel in the car. It's that would be, yeah, a godsend <laughs> if you're stuck on one of the ramps over the next couple of days. Yeah, and if you're one of those who are always out digging out relatives or friends, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to have one in the back. I know last night um, most of the people on my street downtown, we were all out around 9 or 10 o'clock having a lovely chat and shoveling away the snow that's there now to make room, right? Like we've right. got places to put it right now. We won't have tomorrow. Yeah, so. that's going to be so awkward for people because there's so much snow. That where are they going to put it? And you can't put it out on the road. Dare I? Dare I say? Bring up the S word, as in 2020 snowmageddon. But oh, yeah. um, we found ways that time, even though really we couldn't move for it was gridlock for a good little while i don't think we're near that although i will say this and i'll just as a tease to the mm-hmm. interview coming up with david neal he doesn't rule out something you know he's not similar. Sa- he's not saying similar but he's saying we should keep it in the back of our minds you'll hear his exact wording i don't want to get people too excited here but the combination of high winds and the snowfall rate He's just keep he's he's just warning you and just keep it in the back of the mind. He's certainly not ruling the, it out. Uh, that's the interesting thing. But I'll I'll let him speak for that. Um, and on the city front, I mean, um, they uh, they have a, a kind of a ritual now and a habit of uh, calling the media together and just answer some of our questions. A good part of that, I think, is because so many of us are calling individually that they uh, it's easiest for the city just to hold one availability and uh, let us know you know the latest is some questions it may seem like um, uh, a no-brainer uh, what the city has to do but it's nice to be reminded that they do have their ducks in a row and they're loading up and um, better than me try to pontificate on it I'm going to let Lynn Ann Windsor the deputy city manager for public works who met with reporters including Richard Duggan here from VLCM earlier this afternoon I feel like it's not going to be like snowmageddon <laughs> uh, because it's, it's going to be a long duration event. I mean, who knows what will happen at the end of the day, but, uh, you know, 30 to 50 centimeters over three days is, is different than, uh, than what we got in January 2020 for sure, right? So, yeah, so we have a steady plan in place. We follow the same procedure every time. We're ready. The city of St. John's is ready. Would you say there's more uh, vehicles out on the road for this? We put the same amount out for, for every storm. What happens when you get uh, very large snowfall events is sometimes the level of service could drop down a bit. 
Uh, this storm is going to be, as you mentioned, going to be a bit more drawn out than others. How does that complicate things? That basically just means that we'll be pl actively plowing for a longer amount of time before we can start to do uh, pushback, widening, removals, that sort of thing. So we'll be in our the active phase of plowing for until the storm ends, basically. And so when you talk about a drop in service, what does that mean for folks who, you know, maybe live on a side road or what can what should they be expecting in terms of when their road might be able to be cleared? So the level of service the city provides is for snowfalls, uh, 25 centimeters or less, we'll have everything plowed by 24 hours. So once we get above that 25 centimeter mark, which looks to be what the storm, you know, could be around 50. Uh, so then we'll have to do an assessment of the city as soon as it's over and get and then readjust that timeline. So it'll be longer than 24 hours before we get finished with street widening. How many staff do you have at the ready for this one? Oh, we have all available staff ready, and we will we'll move into a 24-hour operation as soon as the snowfall begins. Uh, when you guys are you going to start preparing? Will that be tonight, uh, early this morning? Uh, well, I mean, we're preparing all the time for winter events. Uh, so, but as soon as the snow starts to uh, fall, we'll be out actively plowing. I'm just curious for people in the downtown area, like myself. Um, you know, is there any restrictions that we should be mindful of? Of you know, parking on the side of the road. Well, there, we do have a 24-hour parking restriction, but that's for outside the downtown. Um, so I would encourage people to sign up for our e-updates or follow us on social media to see when we will be putting that in place. But I would recommend for anyone in the downtown area that if you can, utilize off-street parking to utilize it for this storm because it will make the snow-clearing operations more efficient and we'll be able to get the roads cleared faster. You know, you mentioned a multi-day sort of storm. How do you manage the crews in terms of uh, making sure that everyone gets the bre breaks and rests they need, but also keeping the operations going 24 hours a day? So we have a three-shift system. So every day uh, we have two shifts are scheduled to work and a third is at rest. So we'll just rotate them around like, like we normally do, right? So it's really the same operation. It's just we'll move into 12-hour shifts instead of eight-hour shifts, and we will monitor all, all staff schedules to make sure no one is working uh, beyond what they should and getting tired, right? That is, yeah, me too. Uh, that's the Deputy City Manager of Public Works uh, for the City of St. John's, Lynn Ann Windsor, answering reporters' questions there down at City Hall uh, earlier this afternoon on the city's preps for the storm that's coming. I don't think there's much doubt about this one as far as snow. If this one turns to rain, uh, Claudette, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. All right, enough car, enough cry wolf for me. Yeah, I know, but uh, but you know, from it all looks like that that's not even a possibility. <laughs> I, 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 everything I'm hearing, and this is different than the others. I mean, there's no. I think we'd all be shocked at this point. Then we'd have to really reassess our meteorological capabilities, hey, all Flip together. But no. <laughs> On that note, I won't go any deeper into that. I know it's not easy work um, at this time here, being a meteorologist. Although I always thought growing up, meteorologist, what do you study? Meteors. <laughs> Turns out you study weather. <laughs> Who knew? Um, in any event, uh, it's enough of me for the, this minute anyway. We're going to go off to a break here on Weather Talk today. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get the lowdown, the official lowdown from Environment Canada's David Neal. Uh, he'll go into a very in-depth rundown of who's getting what tomorrow and the next day and maybe even into Friday. Uh, Brian Callahan in for Linda Swain on the program today. We'll be right back. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com.
And let me just correct the big voice there. This is Weather Talk today. Uh, Brian Callahan in for Linda Swain. And uh, as I just mentioned before the break, uh, we're talking about the weather today for very good reason for what's coming for the next couple of days. And rather than me continue on about that, here is David Neal. I just spoke with him just a few moments before we went on the air for the very latest. Uh, well, certainly in recent, uh, over recent uh, recent hours, last uh, day or so, uh, things have been coming into a pretty good alignment in terms of what we can uh, expect with this storm. Uh, so basically, just kind of looking at a timeline here, expecting some, uh, uh, expecting snow to uh, move into parts of southeastern Newfoundland, mainly Buren uh, Peninsula, Southern Avalon, uh, in the overnight hours tonight. Uh, eventually reaching uh, the Northern Avalon, the metro area, likely very early. Uh, to, uh, uh, tomorrow morning, early, very early Wednesday morning, and then eventually that's going to spread elsewhere uh, along uh, in uh, in eastern Newfoundland, uh, really through uh, through the early to mid part of the morning uh, on Wednesday, and that's uh, that looks to be uh, uh, coming into, uh, into into better focus. Uh, along with that, as that uh, heavier snow is moving in, we're also going to have winds increasing from the northeast. Uh, with those strong winds and those heavy uh, those heavy amounts that are going to be coming down, uh, going to have uh, some very poor visibilities uh, in uh, either the blowing snow or just uh, straight heavy snow uh, really throughout a good portion of the day, pretty well the whole day uh, on on Wednesday. And for parts of uh, northeastern uh, Newfoundland, uh, uh, that uh, looks like it's going to linger through a good portion of Thursday as well. So we'll get into the estimated amounts in a moment, but what kind of snow are we talking about? Is this the stuff that sticks right away? Is this the stuff that's uh, cement to shovel, or is that the combination of rain? I mean, there was talk of rain earlier um, uh, in the week about this uh, storm. But what, what kind of snow can we be looking at? Is it the really tough stuff or, or stuff that's going to blow around? Uh, well, for well, for, first of all, I'll just address the, uh, the 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 change to rain. It doesn't look like right now mu- uh, much of the island or much of the Avalon Peninsula is going to see that change through. Uh, looks like really going to be confined to parts of the southeast Avalon. It may extend to part uh, elsewhere along uh, along the southern Avalon and possibly approaching the metro area. But it looks like uh, really uh, most of uh, most of the island to be hit, to get this is likely going to see just straight snow uh, for for the duration. Uh, in terms of the type of snow, as we get a little closer to the uh, uh, to the storm center, so you look in kind of Avalon, uh, Avalon Peninsula, and, and some areas of the east coast, uh, uh, the snow is going to be coming down uh, kind of close to the freezing mark, uh, kind of around zero minus one thereabouts. Uh, so with that, that'll be kind of heavier stuff, uh, stuff that'll be a bit wetter and stickier. So stuff that's just not going to be a lot of fun to uh, to try and move. Uh, as you get a little further away from the uh, from the center of the storm. The first part, uh, uh, for the first part, areas up uh, in more northeastern Newfoundland, I think, in more in, in our neck of the woods here in Gander. Right. Uh, and initially, it's probably going to be a little fluffier, a little a uh, little lighter. Uh, temperatures kind of a, a little bit below zero and kind of minus two, minus three range. Uh, but then, as you progress through, temperatures will warm up a little bit more, getting closer to that freezing mark. So the second uh, the second day of of snow may be a little on the on that heavier side. So it's stuff that may not necessarily be easy to blow around for uh, in terms of your straight blowing snow from 
from the ground, but certainly with the with the strong winds and those uh, heavier snowfall rates, still going to be uh, uh, still going to be some very poor visibilities and just very very poor uh, conditions to be out uh, out and about. We don't hear the word very much anymore, but uh, it sounds like you're describing a blizzard. <laughs> uh, it certainly is is shaping up to be uh, to be a very significant uh, mm. significant winter event. And really, the name, whether it's winter storm or blizzard, really you're looking mm. at uh, uh, trying to uh, keep people uh, off the roads and keep people uh, in place as much as as much as possible and uh, really trying to avoid any non-essential uh, yeah. travel or non-essential uh, uh, vehicles on uh, on the roads and stuff so still still looking at a uh, really the the name really we just uh, like to try uh, to keep people sa- uh, safe as possible yeah okay so snowfall amounts that's the big one um, what's the rate I guess are you looking at for say per hour first of all uh, well, for areas that are a little close to that center, so again, more towards eastern, uh, eastern uh, areas of the, the island, uh, more uh, Avalon Peninsula, those those areas, uh, some of the peak snowfall rates could be uh, uh, could be in excess of uh, of three uh, three centimeters an hour. Uh, it looks to be kind of the higher range. We could see uh, some amounts that are uh, some rates that are a little higher than that for areas that are further east. Uh, for parts uh, that's kind of the uh, the part for the uh, the easternmost areas getting kind of the maybe the the heavier rates uh, but those heavier rates will probably won't stick around as long as in northeastern uh, so what we're seeing the St. John's Avalon Peninsula likely to see the brunt of the storm mainly Wednesday into Wednesday evening with some lighter snowfall on the back side of it falling through Wednesday night and Thursday Areas in northeastern Newfoundland up towards Gander, Monta Vista North, those areas, uh, even Terra Nova, uh, likely to see rates more in the one to three centimeter range, mm. but it. for a longer period. Right. Uh, you're expecting uh, probably about uh, really Wednesday and Thursday uh, being in those uh, those steady snowfall rates and strong winds. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking at some very uh, very healthy amounts by the by the time this is all said and done. So I guess that's we're getting that's where we're getting the 30 to 50. If you do the math, I guess say 12 hours times three. A minute, you're looking at 36 or something like that. Can you book kind of bookend the storm for us, say for the Northeast Avalon, the most populated? And then you can do the same. I don't mean to leave anyone out, but can you kind of bookend it? Um, so we're looking at early tomorrow morning, 3 or 4 a.m. ish, and then an end to kind of uh, when it's petering out? Uh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, the uh, the areas, again, easternmost areas, thinking more Buren, Avalon Peninsula, those areas, uh, expecting the, the, the heavier snowfall to kind of move in during the overnight hours. Uh, of course, in the uh, southern areas, maybe a little earlier, uh, probably shortly after midnight uh, for those areas. As you get more towards the northern Avalon and the metro area, likely looking somewhere around kind of that kind of six, uh, or I, I should say, um, likely sometime around uh, maybe 3, 4 a.m., hmm. Uh, where you're getting the, some of the heavier amounts coming down, uh, and that's going to stick around uh, as looking northeast Avalon. Uh, those heavier snowfall rates are likely going to stick around for uh, for a portion of uh, at least into a part of Wednesday night. Uh, things lighten up quite a bit uh, through Thursday, but still getting some snowfall, uh, some lighter snow coming down mainly uh, throughout the day Thursday and the Thursday night. Uh, so along with the strong winds, obviously still going to keep blowing around. That tapers off basically by by Friday, uh, by early Friday morning for uh, Avalon, uh, Avalon Peninsula. Uh, really looking not much, uh, not much left to go uh, in terms of that, in terms of snowfall. Well, it's interesting. It, it certainly Wednesday looks like the write-off, and I guess the only question for some people is, what about Thursday? So. Uh, it will all have fallen by then. I guess the question will be clean up. And if you're saying it's still snowing a little bit into Thursday morning, we could be looking at some hangover, eh? 
Yeah, it looks like uh, for the for the northern Avalon, it does look like the, it'll be light snow for most of the day Thursday. But again, the rates will be will be quite quite a bit less than on Wednesday. Right. Uh, but yeah, definitely still some strong winds as well uh, kicking around uh, through uh, through a good uh, through a good part of the day on on Thursday as well. So likely still not going to be a great day on Thursday uh, as well. Like the, the the brunt of this will be uh, will be Wednesday for for the Avalon. But yeah, Thursday also not looking like a great day. And then when you get to the northeastern, uh, more northeastern part of the island, really Wednesday and Thursday are don't uh, neither neither day looks great. And uh, yeah. so totals overall, um, uh, are you still on track for 30 to 50. Can you narrow it down a little more? Uh, well, at this stage, that still looks uh, looks to be uh, looks to be pretty good in terms of a general uh, out- outlook for for those areas that are under the winter storm warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, a general, really just in general, broad broad strokes, looking at uh, kind of 30 to 50. There are some areas that could that will likely see higher than 50. Uh, in terms of nailing those down, uh, really looks like uh, the uh, stretch the stretch in northeastern Newfoundland and around Gander area looks like one area that we'll have to keep an eye on. Also, parts of the Northern Avalon and the St. John's metro area that could see amounts that are a little bit above, that are above that 50 centimeter. But in terms of like a broad area, looking at a bigger area, it just uh, uh, kind of in uh, with a broad lens, uh, still looking 30 to 50 as just a general uh, general amount. And then, yeah, some local areas are likely to be higher than that. We've heard the S word thrown around a bit today, even at the uh, city news conference about snowmageddon. We're not quite into that. Is it safe to rule out something that, I mean, that's not, it's not going to be that prolonged that's the first thing uh, yeah, at this stage, uh, what we're looking at also uh, winds. Probably winds are going to be strong as well, but not quite as strong as with uh, as with the 2020 blizzard. Um, in terms of uh, kind of preparing for it, it's 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 uh, good to kind of keep that one in mind. It's good to keep that 2020 blizzard in mind. Right. It likely won't be quite to that level, but uh, if uh, if you're looking at preparing and, and making sure that you're you're ready for the storm, uh, that's a good one to kind of keep in mind as uh, as like the worst case scenario uh, if everything kind of lines up. But as it stands right now it looks like it'd be a little lower than that uh, in terms of total snowfall and in terms of uh, in terms of wind speeds and things like that but yeah definitely it's uh, it's something best to keep, to keep it in the back of mind in terms of when some of the higher snowfalls that we've seen in the in the metro area uh good ideas as your worst case scenario have that in the back of mind and david before i let you go just briefly so we don't leave anyone out here uh the rest of the province is uh, pretty much unscathed like um just generally what's the rest of the island looking at while or the rest of the province looking at while we're getting the east coast is getting this uh, so what we're looking at for the rest of really, th- this is going to be a storm mainly for kind of like the eastern, really eastern half, maybe eastern two-thirds of the island. Uh, but when we get through more western and, and, and some of the central areas, uh, still have winter storm watches in effect for a couple of regions, uh, basically looking at Bay Verde Peninsula, uh, Grand Falls, Bay Exploits, and, and the Conagra Peninsula. So those areas on the periphery. Um, those areas still likely to see, you know, some poor conditions and, pre- and pretty well really across the island, there's, there's still likely to be some impact from the storm it just won't be the quite the same uh but still looking uh some of those areas under the winter storm watch that are adjacent uh, to the winter storm warning still looking at snowfall totals that could be uh generally in the the 15 to 30 centimeter range for some areas with those stronger winds still going to be blustery still not going to be uh overly nice uh period there as you get further west likely to see uh, lesser snowfall amounts but still some strong winds uh, so any snow that does fall will uh, will 
uh, kick around a bit and, and still be kind of blustery in, in some areas. So while we expect the, the brunt of this storm and more for the eastern part of the island, uh, the western side's still going to see, uh, you know, uh, some some amount of impact from this and some amount of poor conditions, but certainly not to the extent uh, that uh, the eastern will. Skiers will be happy to hear that. Uh, and just lastly, Labrador pretty clear? Uh, Labrador um, also likely to see some impact, especially parts of the Labrador coast. Uh, really looking uh, mainly from uh, from kind of Natwashish down to about the Lodge Bay area, maybe around there. Uh, expecting this, uh, there's another system that's unrelated that's producing a bit of snow over parts of northern Labrador. And then this storm will kind of stall off the east coast and will bring some snow to the Labrador coast as well over the next few days. So those areas also, a few of those areas could see some significant snowfall as well. Generally looking uh, in total, uh, could see amounts anywhere from 20 to 40 centimeters for some of those areas of the coast. And some areas could see more than that as well. So even Labrador, also with some strong winds, those areas are going to see some blustery conditions throughout, uh, throughout the later part of this week as well. Big system. Nobody gets to sit this one out. Uh, exactly. David, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man today. Thanks so much, and we'll batten her down. All right, not a problem. Thanks for having me. David Neal there, the warning preparedness meteorologist with uh, one of uh, the many and uh, always gracious with their time for us here at VOCM. Uh, he's in Gander at the uh, Environment Canada Weather Office. There it is. Uh, what do you think, pa- um, Claudette? Uh, the uh, didn't rule out snow. I was a little bit, yeah, <laughs> that yes, a little bit surprised. But funny. he's not saying it's coming. But you brought that up as soon as I heard him say that we should keep snow <laughs> keep again in the, mind. in the back as the worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm oh. all over worst case scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's err on the side of God. Let, and, and speaking of that, you yeah. had a couple of calls, or reminders about yeah, you know so the vulnerable thank you, and stuff. Yeah. You know, we've had some calls reminding us about the importance of checking on. Seniors should yeah. the power go for instance especially or even if they need some assistance in uh, getting their driveways cleared and also something that's very simple but sometimes you forget that uh, unless you really need to go out on the road to not go out on the road because you could be impeding the emergency vehicles having to go out because people are trying to rescue the stranded vehicles that are out on the road instead of tending to particular emergencies. Yeah, and those vehicles blocking those particular emergency right. vehicles from getting mm-hmm. over. So, yeah, and as you said, you know, never forget the neighbors or family members. I know I'll be checking on my mom, 90 years old, over there, still independent is all. Um, living in, in her lovely little abode over in the West End, I'll be checking in, and uh, I'm sure everybody else will be looking after, you know, using common sense around this, although you know what they say about common sense. Not all that common, sadly and unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, enough of my, I keep saying enough of me today. I'm a little under the weather myself, so it's, um, I got that little fog going on. And I wish people could see you because, yeah, you're really, you're, <laughs> I'm you're glad a trooper, they, you're struggling. I'm you're glad they can't. <laughs> Without these box of tissues, I don't know where I'll be. But I'm okay. I'm not spreading anything. I'm all good. Being safe. Um, Okay. We're going to go off to the news with Noah Shepard. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the uh, offshoots of these storms and how they affect different people, not the least of which are local businesses and restaurants who Valentine's Day, for many, it's uh, it's a big day of the year for business. And um, unfortunately, too often, storms are falling on this holiday, but storms are falling on Valentine's. So we'll get to all of that after the news. I'm Brian Callahan in for Linda Swain today on Weather Talk. We'll be right back. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. And welcome back to the program. Um, So tomorrow is Valentine's Day, of course. And that means Valentine's Day means a 
many different things to many different people. It's the obvious, of course, um, you know, affection day, but it's also, uh, it can be a very sad day if, um, if you're like me and had a guy in class who lost his dad at the Ocean Ranger tragedy. And that'll never leave me in um, those days and that time back in 82. So, you know, that's all Valentine's means to some people. And then for businesses, it's make or break as well. And maybe even, you know, uh, it can be the difference uh, maker because for some restaurants, it's their biggest day of the year, literally. And one of those businesses caught my ear this morning and um, with all uh, apologies to Patty, I'm going to poach an interview that he had this morning on Open Line from a small local business owner uh, out in Babels, Jessica Holmes, who owns the Arbor Restaurant and Lounge out in Babels, their craft cocktail, mocktail bar restaurant. And they're sold out tomorrow for Valentine's reservations. Uh, unfortunately, as it looks now, uh, there won't be a business tomorrow, maybe for them and many others. Hate to get ahead of ourselves with the weather, but she's looking pretty, pretty sure thing now from the uh, weather forecasters. In any event, Jessica called in to open line for a very good reason and advocate for local business right now, especially on these kind of days. And just because they may be closed tomorrow doesn't necessarily mean you can't uh, just postpone it and go again later in the week. Um, I am a restaurant owner in Bay Bowls. I own Arbor Restaurant and Lounge. Uh, we are a craft cocktail, mocktail bar and restaurant. Um, we are entirely sold out, well, we were entirely sold out for Valentine's Day tomorrow. Um, and now with the impending storm, we are going to be forced to close for the safety of all staff and customers. Um, so I wanted to come on and just talk about the industry and what this time of year really means to small local businesses. Um, for Valentine's Day, and we call these milestone events in the industry. Um, these are really the big events, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, um, St. Patrick's Day. Like these are the events that really get small restaurants through the hard months. Um, and when we run into weather issues that um, either cancel or postpone those events, um, restaurants stand to lose a lot of business. Um, so I wanted to come on and kind of talk about um, what it means to us to have to cancel uh, big events like that. And just to ask customers, um, if you do have a reservation at a small local restaurant um, and you can't make it tomorrow, please don't cancel your reservation. Just consider um, reserving at another time so that the restaurants don't lose out on this business entirely. Yeah, I mean... Uh, one day it was I guess it was last week the weeks all blend together now for me you know when the forecast was terrible and nothing really happened someone I know who owns a pretty big establishment downtown a, a bar in this case they did 58 bucks so mm -hmm. when the weather months are as tough as they are and we know whether it be implications of increased taxes on beer or whatever else there's some number in the neighborhood of 35 40 percent of restaurants that are on the verge of closing their doors and that's not just going to jeopardize you as the owner it's everyone you employ yeah. Yeah. I mean, operating costs this time of year are exponentially higher than they are any other time of year just for, I mean, colder months, keeping costs alone. Uh, and then we're continuously seeing tax increases and increases on um, food and products. We also receive very little tax credits because um, the way that it's set up, we don't pay a lot of taxes on our food because a lot of our food is fresh food. Um, so we don't get a lot of tax breaks as it is. So we rely so heavily on increased business around these big milestone events 
Um, and when we don't see that and we see cancellations due to weather, it can really be the nail in the coffin for a lot of local restaurants. No doubt. Jessica, do you want to mention where your restaurant is and the name of it? Uh, I do, yeah, sure. I'm the owner of Arbor Restaurant and Lounge. Uh, we're located in Bay Bowls. Okay. Um, we're just over a year and a half old. We opened in August 22. And so, tough time to open, you know, just coming out of or wherever we are in the pandemic. I have no earthly idea anymore. So, what's the long-term viability look like when you have potential losses like Valentine's Day and the increased cost of uh, goods? All your operating overhead has, has gone up appreciably in the last year and a half. So, what does it look like mm-hmm. long-term for you? What do you think needs to change for you to be able to keep uh, the doors open? I think really, I, I've seen a beautiful change in the way that locals in Newfoundland are supporting small local businesses um, in recent years over, say, the the bigger chain restaurants. Um, I just heard while I was on hold, I heard that Tim Hortons, you know, doubled their profits <laughs> this year over last year and to the tune of 700 and something million dollars, you know. So, and I'm not saying don't support big chain restaurants. I'm saying that these small local businesses with one sole owner who lives in your community, who raises children in your community, we need your help um, to keep our doors open. Um, So if I could please just ask if you have reservations at a local business for valentine's day please don't cancel your reservation and just say oh you know we're not going to guess we're not going to go out this year please um postpone your reservation make a reservation at a different time uh, and continue to support your local businesses so that we can stay open yeah, because Valentine's Day is a hallmark holiday. If you'd like to celebrate love of your Valentine, that could be done on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Jessica, how many people do you employ? Uh, I have 14 employees. See, that's not insignificant, right? You know, sometimes when we talk with the restaurant industry representatives and or individual restaurant owners, you know, we'll get the predictable negative feedback. Well, your, your business model either works or it doesn't. But th- I think that oversimplifies a pretty complicated issue here in the country. And small businesses are, you know, the insolvency numbers are real. And that includes a significant contribution from the hospitality sector, restaurants and bars mm-hmm. and the like. So let's see if we, you know, people can only be able to spend as much money as they have to spend. But if If you're considering a night out, whether it be Valentine's Day or any other reason that you want to go out and celebrate, then, you know, give some careful consideration to the restaurants. You know, I'm not going to say please don't go to any of the national chains, but there are terrific locally owned and operated restaurants and bars and lounges that, you know, just give it some consideration as opposed to the go-to that you see with the big glossy commercials playing on Hockey Night in Canada. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, thanks to Patty for that interview this morning. Great interview with Jessica Holmes, uh, who runs the Arbor Restaurant Lounge in Babels. I don't want to say desperation, but you can really hear the sincerity and the, the plea there from Jessica to, you know, uh, if you've got a reservation, it's canceled tomorrow, just just come on out the weekend. Um, nothing like dinner on the weekend instead. So there you go. Claudette. Yeah, I noticed um, as well, I'm just looking through social media at some local businesses, and one local restaurant says for the safety of their customers and staff that they are going to be closed on Valentine's Day. But like that lady had just mentioned, they're uh, just pleading for people to rebook at their earliest convenience. Because, you know, if you're going to show your love, it does not necessarily have to be on that day. It doesn't have to be on that day. That's the first thing they'd say. All right, off to the break. Uh, Brian Callahan on News Talk. We'll be right back. 
Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. Welcome back to the program. Uh, earlier today, too, on a completely separate note, we'll let the weather speak for itself in the top of the news with Noah Shepard, but um, uh, Work Global Canada had an event today, a milestone anniversary, to uh, celebrate the achievements after a year of uh, finding work and success stories, you know, of uh, new Canadians uh, and immigrants to the country and whether c- coming from all parts of the world, not the least of which Ukraine. And uh, Richard Duggan was there for our for VOCM today, of course, intrepid reporter, and he had a chance to just have a great interview with uh, a couple from Ukraine, Eroslana and Vasil Korosil. That's my best pronunciation. And um, they both spoke with Richard about their adventure and coming to Canada, and not just Canada, but specifically uh, their experience uh, here in Newfoundland. Uh, we arrived to Canada 2019 when we still back from war and we were expected like something gonna happen bigger what happened 2022 big war started and we were just escaped to Toronto to visit we had visitor visa that's it and then we thinking okay we will wait sometimes maybe i will go to study uh, something like just take time and then we're gonna back to ukraine but when i almost was finished my study i studied a social service worker program on seneca college in toronto uh like happened what happened 24 of February 2022 like it was a war and then we understand like we cannot back to Ukraine and we not ready to live in Toronto it was too busy city for us like and we start to think okay maybe we need to look in for some peaceful and quiet place to settle down to treat our I don't know how to say, yeah, to treat our soul because uh, that instability, sad situation, what happened with us, with all Ukrainians, like we cannot forget that one. And then we start to look at the map. <laughs> yes. And first what, what we hear at that time, like this, uh, like in the world, actually, uh, Canadian is <laughs> one of the sweetest people. <laughs> like, is always polite, yeah. all always good, and Newfoundland counts in, in Canada one of the most sweetest province in the Canada. And like we in Toronto, we we heard a lot of information about Newfoundlanders and about like uh, weather, environment, everything, and like we thinking about it and just make decision okay this may be a good place to to settle down and live there so so what have the last couple of years been like trying to settle here in newfoundland (laughs) (laughs) yes we arrived to newfoundland 2023 it was no it was september 28th and when we arrived, we were more surprised and more happy because we discovered that, like, 
It's almost where we were growing up and where we were live in Ukraine. It looks uh, similar. You look, it's like hometown for us, you know, like, and we were surprised because we're from west part of Ukraine, from small city Ivano-Frankivsk. This is a mountain region, like a lot of forest, nature. Here's the same, but ocean was benefit like for us. We, oh my God! <laughs> when we when we start to rent a apartment, like uh, we discover we just leave it like ten minutes walking from from ocean, and like for us it was like amazing like I, I I never can imagine I will be live like few minutes from ocean like <laughs> every every day every single day we went to the ocean to check how ocean is this so now what, what I guess what are you guys doing now and uh, what are what have some of the challenges been for you of course, the most challenge is to improve English because we arrived to Canada without English. We just know, help me, <laughs> hi and bye. <laughs> it was all words. <laughs> but now we try to improve, like how you can see we can communicate with you. Not so perfect, but <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see any more challenges like people accept us like take on their community like we feel so comfortable we're so glad about it we work like i work like a pca on the middle greek retirement living center and i like uh, uh, communicate with elderly people i love them so much because they tell us their story you know like about history about culture about everything and like it's so comfortable for me. I try to learn from them. I try to learn this uh, new words, like everything. Like I'm so happy about it. And what about you? I understand you're a doctor, right? Yes. And now I get uh, got new job. It's paroacoustic, and uh, it's quite new for me actually because uh, I never worked in this computer before. <laughs> like, I just was just surgeon. I help somebody lying down on, on the table, and I doing my job. And now I need to <laughs> my deal is computer, but actually. Uh, we doing really amazing thing like it's completely new it's uh, about uh, heart uh, heart sound and it's just new program uh, we just trained ai which can recognize different heart disease and actually everybody can download it and just have it in your pocket like it's it's quite amazing because if looking back in time, if I have this program when I was student, <laughs> my work will be much much easier because you can record it, you can just show it it in your supervisor. It's it's perfect. Like technology is going ahead, and our team is 
perfect like we have so different doctors like around the world cardiologists like different kind of doctor and this uh, really good team which I can't build something so perfect and amazing like I I hope it's it will be uh, uh, have a really uh, a big uh, impact in uh, uh, medical field it's it can be like x-ray uh, back in time did you have any issues with getting your uh, credentials transferred over when you came over to Canada uh, yeah <laughs> actually it's it's uh, like what for me uh, when uh, we escape from Ukraine uh, like I even don't thinking I will be doing something in medical field because uh, back in Ukraine uh, I'm studied Deutsch language Germany and uh, what you can hear this I just study by myself I never had like <laughs> education program of English or something like this and uh, for me get uh, like uh, Canadian li license is really hard uh, but I'm good I, I still work in medical field <laughs> it's amazing actually and um, I transfer my uh, my document it's take a time but uh, mostly it was because of uh, just to uh, support my immigration program not about to uh, be doctor in in Canada do you guys still keep in touch with uh, people that you know over in Ukraine yes we do you you asking about people in Ukraine, like yeah. how they doing? Like yeah. now in Ukraine situation not good at all. Just a few months ago, my sister and my mom and my two nephews arrived to Canada. Uh, they don't want to escape Ukraine at all, but uh, always uh, air alarm like air alarm like and they always sleep on a floor. Uh, to try to protect like uh, themselves like no it's scary and they arrived here but yes a lot of my family and Vassil family is still there and they thinking positive they thinking about victory uh, they ready to fight for victory and we try to support them of course and I guess my final question would be are you guys getting used to the Newfoundland culture <laughs> can you understand the accents yet <laughs> Oh, yes, that's, I, I can tell for sure, yes, it is, because my residents from my work, <laughs> they help me with that, you know, it's people uh, over 19, 90, 90, like, and they speak different kind of Newfoundlanders accent, like, <laughs> we enjoy that one. Yeah, it, it's, uh, no. Back in home, uh, our region have really huge accent, yeah. and like when we go in, like yeah, accent. when we go in somewhere, we we just try to speak like like normal <laughs> Ukrainian, <laughs> and 
when we was in Toronto, we think, okay, we know English, we can do it everything. <laughs> but these few days when we arrive in, in, in Newfoundland and start to work, like, I don't understand nothing. <laughs> I need to scared. Yeah, he he said, I don't understand nothing. I said, well, tell me too. I don't know what we have to do. <laughs> I, I need to start <laughs> study English again. But, like, Newfoundlanders is a really yes. nice people. And they just teach us everything like yes. now i know every good spot for fishing every good trail <laughs> because we're working with elderly and they have a lot of experience here guys <laughs> i know all secrets of newfoundland <laughs> where we have to sm- swim where we have to pick it up blueberry uh, cranberry we know everything and we used to last year uh, last summer we used to fishing it was the first fishing in my life but i was so successful on that <laughs> <laughs> like i it was yeah, amazing i don't know better fishers than me <laughs> <laughs> it was codfish yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have where uh, to improve because we need to bought a boat <laughs> and go into and the boat. This, next step. this, this next is the next step for our fishing <laughs> yes boat step. and engine Yes. Wow, just an incredibly, just positivity and appreciation there from Eroslana and Vasil Korosil, both from Ukraine. um, And uh, you could just the appreciation for, and you hear on one hand escaping, uh, uh, you know, uh, their war-torn country, but on the other hand, uh, just totally acclimatized to Newfoundland and Labrador. You hear them talking about the codfish and the partridge berries and the fishing just fantastic upbeat positive could always use a nice upbeat positive happy interview like that so thank you to richard duggan for dropping by work global canada today and just capturing that bit of gold right there um gone over a little bit over here uh, but that was too worth it uh, claudette we're going to go off to the news the major newscast of the evening at 5 p.m with noah shepherd i'm brian callahan in for linda swain today boys and oh boys uh, take care be careful tomorrow Drive safely, arrive alive. Don't drive at all if you have don't have to. BOCM cares.